Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. Hey, Kate. Hi, Polly. Welcome back. So glad to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Otherwise, I would just be talking to myself. <laughs> that would be weird. Uh, we do that, though. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is number 24, which, as I... Uh, as I mentioned mm-hmm. off air, uh, <laughs> means that so like if each podcast episode is around an hour, which most give or of take, them yeah, are, right. mm-hmm. so we have recorded an entire day's worth of podcasts, which is kind of hilarious. We have, especially if you include the lost live episode. Oh yeah, that never then we did definitely, air. yeah, which no one's mm-hmm. heard except no. for the people who were there. Yeah. So twenty mm, fourth, like. Didn't they make a show about that? Twenty four. We could make hours. A, we could make a whole series. Yeah. Of us just repotting, repotting, cast. That's oh. what we'll call it. Okay, guys. Oh boy, more coffee. Get ready. Okay. How, how many minutes are we in? All right. So <laughs> I'll just um got a regular episode today. Bookish mm-hmm. news. Two book minimum. She said. She said. Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. interested today. I'm interested See every you. day. We. <laughs> That means you're a good student of life. Yes. No, but I think this is going to be an interesting talk because we haven't mm. talked about it no. at all. Except for we, some, like, texting I did yeah, to you. Yeah, we, like, we kind of went dark on, like, mm-hmm. that combo. So, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm going to get to bookish news. So Go for it. I'm super excited. So, Dietland um, by Sari Walker uh-huh. is being made into a TV series on Ooh. AMC. And um, you loved that book. I loved that book, and I was—I could not remember if I actually blurbed it on here or not. I feel like maybe, or at least you've mentioned it because I feel yeah. like I've been sitting across from you with a microphone in front of my face, and you talked about <laughs> and it. I talked about this yeah. book, so I really liked. I went back to to pull it, and I really liked. Kierkegaard described it as part Fight Club, part feminist manifesto, mm. an offbeat and genre bending novel that aims high and delivers. And I think. Um, I think it will. I think I did talk about it. So the main character, Plum Kettle, Mm -hmm. um, has a job at this, um, like, is it a beauty magazine? And she gets to introduce to this person who, you know, takes her down and lets her look at all of this makeup stuff. And, you know, Plum does not fit the standards of Mm -hmm. the people that they're, um, uh, you know, selling this, this beauty to. And she sort of gets swept up in this world and it becomes um uh, someone said something like it goes from chiclet to revenge you know revenge novel or something and oh, it's man. um i don't know if that's exactly right but when you look at the cover mm-hmm. it, you do are not necessarily getting what you expect not when you read that book all. Mm-hmm. no when you read yeah. it i was like really that's what it's about that's yeah. great but it's fantastic i think Ju- juliana margulies um plays one of the characters oh i can't remember the name well, we can link that. Um, who's that? Who's Juliana? Plum Kettle. That's who I'm trying no, to... No, I mean, who's Juliana? Margulies? Who's that person you just said? Um, she was in ER. She was in... Mm. Why did I ask? Why did I ask? Yeah, I'll look it up. Why did you ask? I don't know, because I thought maybe I would know her. <laughs> Is she in the, was she on the, the one show wife? I've seen? <laughs> She's in The Good Wife, right? Is she in either Mary Poppins <laughs> or Pretty Woman, the two movies that I've seen? No. Oh. She was in neither one of those. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then next is um, <clears throat> I found this list on LitHub, which we'll link to you of the the great list of literary adaptions that are on Netflix. So 
if you like us can't always be reading mm. Mm-hmm. But you want what you watch mm-hmm. to be about books because <laughs> you're a true nerd. Okay, good. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to read the entire 20 list, but I like Stardust, like Neil Gaiman was on He's there. He's on there twice. Yeah. And Stardust and um, Coraline. Coraline uh-huh. Oh, Coraline is I've so good. I've actually seen it. But Stardust is also really, really good. Yeah. And that's not animated or whatever. Mm-mm. Like that's live, live action. Nope. It's cool. mm-hmm. okay. It's really good. Um, the Iron Giant, which is animated, Aww. but that just. I didn't know that was a book. That's a weeper. Um, Revolutionary Road, Carol, Sherlock, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I put Carol on there twice. Well, I, may, I think I meant to put Caroline, Coraline. I think. Um, the Magicians, uh-huh. the Lev, Lev Grossman, Grossman. Mm-hmm. Uh, trilogy, um, which I've seen a little bit of that. That's actually good. Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions I did not know. That's yeah. based off of a novel from like 1700s. Yeah, it's based on... Um, uh, the dangerous liaisons, mm-hmm. yeah, uh-huh. which yeah, yeah also has its own movie, right? Right. Cruel Intentions so, is really good. That is, I you know I never saw. Oh my god! And the soundtrack is incredible. Okay, okay. Uh, Alias Grace. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them. So etc. Et be be about that literary <laughs> watching, that. <laughs> literary watching life. Um, and then I, uh, the uh, Pulitzer Prize for fiction was awarded. It was awarded oh. to Andrew Sean Greer for less, mm. which I actually had on my nightstand. I'd gotten a, like a little ways into it, and I was like, oh, it is. but you know, of course, I was reading like seventeen yeah. other things. So I thought I would get to it. <clears throat> you know, no, maybe I'd no, renew it. Mm. And then it won the P- Pulitzer, and now and there's like, a big mm-hmm. holds list. So. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. I'll get to it at some this point. Um, other finalists for that were um, Hernan Diaz in the distance and Elif Batuman. Batuman, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. The, for the idiot, you know, Dara Horns. Dara Horns, best BFF friend. from the um, youth. Yeah, time I know. Now. So I was really excited to see that. And the idiot has been on my list mm-hmm. of things to read. It's as like well. 430 something pages. I just looked it up because I think PBR Book Club is going to be reading it next or mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah, the cover is really neat. Yeah. It's just very stark. It is. And it's pink. Yeah. That's and I, I, I mean, I've just like I've heard so many people <clears throat> going on about how fantastic it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on here, but frog. <clears throat> maybe I've got a little. Do you, do you want me allergies. to do my two book first or are you all right? Yeah, go ahead. OK. No, I'll go first. No, you, no, go. you go first. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's just do ours at the same time. Ready? Okay, go. ready? Go. <laughs> uh, no, I can go. I, okay. I think I'll just go. Ahead. OK, so my two book minimum. I'm sorry, I just missed the music. Um, My two book minimum is, uh, this time I am doing one book that I read Mm -hmm. that blew my socks off, Mm -hmm. although I'm not wearing socks. She's got a lot of notes about this one. It's really hot. I know, I do, actually. And then No Time to Spare, which I haven't read. Well, you didn't say what the first one was. I plan to read it this weekend. Oh, hmm. I didn't. So, so so excited. So excited. So the first book is Human Acts by Han Kang. And I just went in. I was going in to, to link it. And then I saw that it won these gabillion D things. So I put them mm-hmm. on here. Shortlisted for the International Double Literary Award. Amazon, 100 Best Books of 2017. Um, best Books We Read in 2017 by The Atlantic. Mm-hmm. San Francisco Chronicle, Best of 2017. NPR's Book Concierge, um, mm-hmm. Great Reads, Library Journal, Best Books of 2017, HuffPo, Best Books of 2017. So um, the Medium, Kong, uh, 
Song Gan's best human rights books of 2017. Mm, so, nice. um, which tells you a That's little bit good. more than yeah. all the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so, Atlantic, yeah. I mean, it's good. That, to me, this is one of those things where even when you like work with books, sometimes you just something just flies under mm -hmm. your radar. And um, I, Han Kang wrote the. Um, the Vegetarian, the uh -huh. and that was out, um, which I haven't read, but now I'm interested because um, her writing was incredible. So um, anyways, it's, I just, I was holding my breath, like the whole time I read this book, it was mm. just that kind of like really impactful, um, it's pretty, it's really brutal, mm. uh, pretty visceral, but it is, it's set in Korea during the Gwangju student uprising in 1980, and so, you know, it's about this political reality that I just mm. did not know anything about, mm -hmm. but I am not ever going to forget it now. Um, mm -hmm. It was really, it took place, the uprising took place during, um, it was like May 18th through the 27th in May, um, I said that, in May, in 1980, mm -hmm. and uh, like there, as they estimated during that time, like six, over 600 people were murdered oh um, by the government. Ugh. Uh -huh. And so, okay. um, you know, the, the students were protesting. It was a little, you know, this happened here in the United States. Students mm -hmm. were protesting and the government fired into the crowd. Mm -hmm. And um, that caused the people of the community to take arms and, mm -hmm. and sort of and try to fight against this force they were never going to win against. But um, it's told mainly in the second person, which is pretty rare. Yeah. You don't read a lot of books like that. So it was that immediately so sort of like flipped your yeah sort mm -hmm. of kind of flipped your thinking right away um as you're reading it and it's really it's really about this 15 year old dong ho um that and the people connected to dong ho um it that stays with you for a really long time but the nice thing about this book or maybe the hard thing was she wrote this really nice epilogue and it was um you find out that dong ho actually um you know she was writing and it was that he was actually a person mm -hmm. And so it is a novelization, but they're, it's really um, based on these recorded events. So I want to ask if he's still alive, but I can't ask if he's still alive. Okay. You can. I think they, I mean, nobody really came out of this book. Oh, farts. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Um, Which is not like your typical book, mm -mm. really. It's not. No. I so mean. The, but and this one is like kind of, it's. It's not. It's not very lengthy. No, it's it is, like it's not lengthy at all, and it's and God from again from the cover of it though, like you would never know. It's like this rib cage with like these birds flying out of it, or yeah. flowers or something like that. I don't mm -hmm. know why I keep Which, remembering. Yeah, covers, I mean, but there's a lot of um, there's a really long meditation on um, from the point of view of Dong Ho's best friend um, on what happens after mm. you depart. Mm. Um, hmm. In, in in very, like, were you just both bawling the whole time? I um no, I wasn't, and I think it was because I was like, <gasps> mm -hmm. what's happening? Mm -hmm. I did. I mean, I did eventually yes cry, but I wasn't bawling the whole time. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, it was a fantastic, fantastic book. It deserves all the awards that it won. That's so great. um, and secondly, this is my have not read it yet. Have checked it out twice now. <laughs> But we'll be reading it this weekend. Uh, is No Time to Spare by Ursula K. Le Guin. Um, may she rest in peace. May she, I think this... This is right this before is, she... Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Well, what it is is, I mean, 
I'll, I'll get to it. I, but I really liked the quotes on it. So like some of the, the quotes are, this is her on denying your age. If I'm 90 and I believe I'm 45, I'm headed for a very bad time trying to get out of the bathtub. <laughs> and I was feeling that because I was like, I, I have a hard time getting out of the bathtub. <laughs> and I'm worried for What's 90 going to be like? And then uh, she talks about the cultural perceptions of fantasy, which I think this is like as a reader's advisor, this quote, I loved it. Um, where She says the direction of escape is toward freedom. So what is escapism an accusation of? Nice. I know. Because I was like, why do people act like that's a bad right. thing? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Uh, and on breakfast, I just, eating an egg from the shell takes not only practice, but resolution, even courage. Possibly willingness to commit crimes. <laughs> sounds like a wonderful book. True story, yes. So, so this is, Ursula became a blogger in her 80s. She was inspired by another person in his 80s who became a blogger. And so this is a collection of like about um, over 40 of her posts from 2010 wow. to 2015. She talks about age, youth, politics, art, her writing life, her cat, just everyday life, descriptions of what's around her. Um, and I really am fascinated about this. I'm interested to get to this uh, uh, entry in the book because someone was talking about how she she was reflecting on Truman asking Americans to give up meat and poultry during the war to feed starving Europeans. Mm-hmm. And I literally just posed this question to the Social Justice Book Club because I thought, you know, like, I mean, do you ev- can you ever imagine a time in America's history again where we would... All band together. Yeah, all band Mm -hmm. together and voluntarily... Right, give up. Give up, be Mm -hmm. deprived of things Mm -hmm. um, in order to secure a complete national effort towards something. No. I I don't know if that makes me a jerk or really pessimistic, but I know I cannot at all imagine that happening again. I know. I Unfortunately. can't. Sorry, guys. I mean, prove me wrong, but... Yeah, I would love to be proved wrong yeah. because I just... I just see like no. I mean, I've I mean, thought we about can't that even with... get people to pay taxes to have decent roads. No, like, <laughs> or recycle. Like, right. like this guy who sometimes forgets. Yeah, but purpose. I mean, no, I can't. I can't. Uh, hmm. I'm very interested to see what she has to say about it because mm-hmm. yeah, she's super smart. So. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho's, well, what about you? Well, I've also got something by a dead person. Oh, um, oh hey. So, <laughs> That was too soon. I know. Not too soon <laughs> for this one, though. Um, so, Time Quake by Kurt Vonnegut, I just reread. And I've read, I, I read Cat's Cradle um, in high school, and I read Slaughterhouse Five in high school, and maybe, oh, I read Mother Night, which was really gorgeous. Um, and I'd like to reread that one. Um, but I'm not a big capital F fan of Vonnegut. Like, I, I'm not like a champion of Vonnegut. And I don't know why. Not a breakfast of champions. I'm not. (laughs) Shoot, that's good. (laughs) You just set that up for me. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, Okay, sorry. No, I'm not. I mean, and and now I don't know why. Like, maybe it's just because usually white dudes aren't really my go team. But, like. Okay, I got a thing like that. Like, Tom Petty. Oh, I love Tom Tom Petty. Petty. I don't own one of his albums. What? Oh. Oh, man. All right. Right. Let's talk about Tom Petty at a later date. I know. And I really want to because okay. we'll come back I to love that. Tom Petty. But that's what I think. Oh, I think it's a thing like that where you're like, this person's amazing. And anytime Why something comes Why don't I ever on, list that as like my favorite? Yeah. Right. Tom, mm, I don't know if I list Tom oh, Petty as my favorite. Person. Yeah. I know. Oh, the good ones are dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Time Quake, though, <laughs> I read, <laughs> it looks like it was about 10, 8 or 10 years ago. Um, and I actually have a copy of it. And so I was like, something 
something possessed me to reread it. Um, and I don't think I've reread a book in a long time either. Mm-hmm. Um there's just so many new ones, but okay. So it takes it's it's written in ninety six ninety seven, um, published ninety seven, um, and it takes place there, um, but it also takes place in the future and it also takes place in the past, which is very Vonnegutty. But um, Vonnegut Vonnegutian, <laughs> does he have a word? <laughs> kind of like uh, it's Vonnegutesque. Yes, Vonnegutesque. Yeah, Vonnegutesque. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys, it makes me hungry for some reason. So. Uh, <laughs> What happened was at the end of, I think it was like at the end of 96 or whatever, it was some, some period of time, all of a sudden the, the world just reset 10 years. And so you kick back to exactly 10 years ago and you have to do every single thing the same. And you know that you're just kind of on autopilot. Like, and if you like died in that time, you die again. If you like give birth in that time, you give birth, like it's... It's a it's it's just like this bizarre little mind warp thing. So he talks about like when he talks about things that happen between whatever it is like eighty six and ninety six or whatever. He's like, in in both versions, I did this because it's like you do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, so when when that ten years is then over, the the time quake is over. Um, Basically, everybody's just kind of lulled into this sense of, like, autopilot. Nothing that they do is actually, like, mattering because they can't really tell how long this is going to last and stuff. And so uh, it's, like, it's this interesting commentary on, like, waking up out of, a like, a cultural stupor sort of thing. Um, Interesting. And that's a really smart – that's the smart parts of it. Um, But he's also just freaking hilarious. (laughs) And he called it a stew instead of a novel because it's, like, (laughs) semi-autobiographical. There's a lot of stuff about himself. He totally breaks down the fourth wall. Like, he talks about how um, Kilgore Trout is – he, like, talks about how Kilgore Trout is himself and, like, that the stories that he has – um, he puts into Kilgore Trout's mouth or whatever. Hmm. And then he has Kilgore Trout tell a story or whatever. So it's like, it's really interesting. It's hard to explain. Um, but one of my favorite quotes in the entire world um, is supposedly from Vonnegut's uncle, who would encourage people to kind of just sit down and um, and and just enjoy little pleasures and be like, this, like when, if you're having a glass of lemonade or whatever, you're seeing this flower, you say, if this isn't nice, what is? And that is... That's just, that's a thing that I try to, like, chant to myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why this book I has been so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, maybe I'll get another tattoo. I need another tattoo. I know. It would be nice. It would be a nice mm-hmm. reminder. That's the thing. So in, in Judaism, when you see something exceptionally beautiful like that, you mm-hmm. if you're very observant, you say a blessing over it, uh-huh. which is, I mean, which well, is just sort like of a, the it's point a of all that. Right? Yeah. It is, it, it's it's that particular religion's way of like mm-hmm. practicing mindfulness. Yeah, and and I think like I don't know how it is with that, but I, his his like his feeling was to appreciate just even like the maybe for Judaism too, but like for like just the tiniest little beautiful thing, mm-hmm. you know. So there like, is a blessing for after you go to the bathroom. Number one or number two? Um, I think it might be everything, but it's it the blessing is um. Essentially, I'm going to get it wrong, but it's the blessing is thank you for, um, oh, like, the miracle of, like, the opening and closing of the body. Uh-huh. Because I, if that one little thing didn't work. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You'd be backed up with dump. Oh, hey. Right? This is not good. Don't talk about that. <laughs> I'm just I'm talking about 
I'm talking. I'm You're the one who brought up potty. I'm speaking in, you know. I know. Like, no, right. Yeah. Well, same with like. I'm just saying. Breathing air. It's breathing a, air. There's a lot like, of things that are important. There are a lot of things that that mm. just go, that we, that are wonderful mm, that, that we, we take just, for granted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which, I mean, you kind of have to sometimes because you have to be able to. Drive your, your car, yeah, like drive, do, fill like, your brain with other yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. But the ability to mm-hmm. to just say, "Well, if this isn't nice, what is?" Yes, and I do just to tie those two blessings together. I am never more thankful, perhaps, than when my toilet does flush. When I think it's not going to, <laughs> like just in general, mm, like like I've, I'm so, mm, after an exciting time. So we're just gonna have to cut this part out. So. Like, I'm not saying any bad words. <laughs> I think, I think if this I think isn't it's nice, not, like, I think well, I think about it when I get a fresh glass of water out of the f- f- faucet, and I think, oh, thank I, God, how, it's not, how I incredible! Know, I don't have actually, to walk a million mm-hmm, miles and mm-hmm, get or have, yeah. risk having dirty water and mm-hmm. risk being hurt on my way to getting water and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, yeah, same thing. Totally, plumbing is a miracle. <laughs> So all plumbing is a miracle. I'll move on now. One hundred percent. But this I really want to read this. I haven't read this. Yeah, it's 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 just silly, and it's silly and it's sweet, and um, and it's not like the kind of, it's not really exactly the kind of like bizarre mind trip that the rest of his things are. He's writing about how he's like out of good ideas, like how he's tried to write Time Quake One. He tried to write, which was like this like actual fictional thing. And so he was like, I just can't do it. So I'm going to write pieces of that into this and just kind of talk about how I can't write this. And it's it's just, you know, he's freaking brilliant. Oh, or okay. was. May he I'm rest sold. in peace also. Sold, sold, sold. Um, going to read it. So my next one is um, an audio book because that seems to be one of the only ways I can consume books. It's like... The majority of the way I consume books mm-hmm. now. Um, You'll Grow Out of It by Jesse Klein. It's a it's a humorous memoir. Um, the audiobook is so good. You said you read I, it? I did read it. I okay. read it a while back. It's been a while, though. Her It came out in, I think, like 2016 or something mm-hmm. like that, or a couple few years ago. And uh, the cover of it is um, like an awkward school photo of um, this like awkward-looking <laughs> girl in like the mm-hmm. 70s or 80s or whatever. And, um, and then like You'll Grow Out of It is like this big stamp thing on it. And she starts out about how talking about um, how tomboys are cute things, but tom mans aren't. <laughs> She's like, I know I'm a woman. I'm not. I don't have any um confusion over like my gender or anything like that um but i don't i'm not good at being a a quote-unquote woman you Mm -hmm. know and so Mm -hmm. she talks about like how oh and this is the thing i totally related to how she doesn't understand baths how people find them so relaxing (laughs) and she's like she's talking about how you're like you know you're you're stewing in your own (laughs) in your own juices yes and and i'm just driving going yes (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. So I related to a lot of things in the book. Um, I disagreed. Oh about my that. god! I know. So do most people. The Jesse and I are like the like a minority in the in the anti bath in the anti bath movement. Okay, yeah. Just take a shower. No, I <laughs> I respect that it makes people feel good, but she does have this like. You do. Sh- I mean, you have to take a shower after you take a bath. I would have to take a shower before and after. There's no way. I just don't want to. Mm. I just don't want to right now. I want to barf. Um, <laughs> but she does. So she talks not only about how, like, it grosses her out and, like, these silly things, but she also, like, breaks it down into this feminist, feminist commentary on 
women's spaces and how she's like, they just make me sad because it just feels like, well, as a woman, all I can do to, to escape my job and my, my, my terrible husband and my awful kids is just to take a bath. And she's like, <laughs> Virginia Woolf's at a room of one's own, not a bath of one's own. I don't know. It's, it's really funny. So like, it's, it's funny, um, but also very smart. And uh, yeah, the audiobook, like she does her little like parenthetical asides. Um, she's an, is she the narrator? She's the narrator. Okay. Yeah. The narrator. So, narrator. Yeah. She's, she does her little parenthetical asides and it just makes it so funny. Okay, cool. So there's that. Yeah. I, I want to go back to that. I would probably like to listen to it because it's been a while. It's a really like good been a while driving book. Like okay. a road trip book. Yeah. Awesome. So that was two with minimum. Uh, mm-hmm. We had Human Acts, No Time to Spare, Time Quake, and You'll Grow Out of It. One hopes. <laughs> All right, now we're up to she said, she said? Yeah. She said, she said. She did. That's what she, <laughs> she done, said. She done did. I am interested <clears throat> in how this is going to go down. Well, what are, what did we even, what did okay. we read? So we read Uprooted by Naomi Novik. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it first and I got super excited about it and, and I actually pinched it. it. Yeah, I, did I say you pinched, pinched it? <laughs> Does that mean you stole it? What is wrong with my brain to my mouth today? <laughs> I pitched it mm-hmm. at Book Club Speed Dating. So I'll pitch it to everybody here. Yeah, do your pitch. Okay. So um, I think that... That's why you had more notes than me. I was yeah. like, you have this whole freaking thing. And it's because you've, 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 you pinched it. I've, I've right. already pinched this one. <laughs> pinch it to me. Beep, beep. Um, so I, I think... I mean, when I was reading this, I got this feeling like... That, that feeling I got from when I read fairy tales as a kid. And I loved fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love them. So if you miss that feeling of reading a book and sort of like sinking into a fairy tale, mm-hmm. I think you would love this book. It's about Agnieszka. She lives in an idyllic village. Are there any other kind of villages Mm-mm. other than idyllic? I don't know. Um, her country's at war with its neighbor, and between the the those countries are um, a it's a corrupted wood. It's got a lot of malice in it, and that mm-hmm. malice occasionally sort of erupts out into um, the villages. And so every 10 years, uh, the dragon, who is the local wizard who keeps that wood at bay, demands his payment of the most exceptional young woman from the village uh, who comes to live in his tower as a servant. At least that's what everybody hopes is happening because nobody really knows Mm -hmm, mm because that person never really comes back. If they do come back, they stay briefly and then leave. Yeah. Um, so everyone uh, knows at this time that the dragon's going to take Nieszka's lovely best friend, Kazia. She's really desperate to save Kazia, um, but to everyone's surprise and the dragon's reluctance, he doesn't want to do this, um, he finds magic in Nieszka and he's forced to take her for training because the the law of the land says if you Mm -hmm. find magic, you have to train them. Um, But Nieszka's Mm -hmm. magic is very different than the dragons. And so I think that's where the story starts to get really good. Thanks for pronouncing that correctly because I had no, I was like, Nieszka? Nieszka? Mm-hmm. She actually, in the ba- at the end of the book, I think oh, she has a pronunciation I for her it name. This morning. Well, so I okay, just to be fresh. So That's and why. so and I did want to talk about how Naomi Novik is is a genius. Yes, but we can save that for later. Yeah, I think let's, we can just sprinkle that throughout. Let's sprinkle because, it. Let's, yeah, because yeah, she does like a million really incredible things. But well, let's talk about this book. Do you want to go first on this one? Um, I'm interested to I'm interested to hear what you've got to say. Well, what I was going to say was that uh, I'll just I'm going to go out of order here, but I plot-based books are not like my jam as much, you know. And mm-hmm. we could talk about the four doorways um, because 
Yeah. This has got them. But I think this is a four doorway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so plot based though, like, and, and this is, this does have everything, but I guess maybe, I don't know. Fantasy is not, I don't, I don't gravitate toward it very no, much. This, me this is not my typical and yeah. or, nor yours. Um, and I did lag a little bit in the middle. Um, because I think like this is, is what happens to me when I watch like even really good action movies and stuff or mm -hmm. any kind of adventure movie is that after like the first big like battle or upheaval mm -hmm. thing and then Crisis. it calms down. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of like calms down. I'm like, well, that was it. Like that's, that's what I want. It's kind of like when I play darts and I throw them three times and that's all I want to do. That's <laughs> it. So that's. I, I actually kind of know what you mean in this because I did, I did have that sense of like. It, you this know, I talked about this. It's a, it's a, it's a big book. Mm -hmm. It's not small. Like it's over four hundred pages, mm -hmm. and so I know what you mean. There is a, there is a time where you're like, What's there's that. Happen? It's like kind of yeah. rising action, yeah. and things are like really going, and mm -hmm. then that thing sort of resolves, mm -hmm. and then, um, then you're to the sort to of the, next the next thing. thing. Yeah, and it was about like halfway through, and I do this a lot with books where I'm like. I'm halfway through. Well, this is a problem with myself, not with the books. But, and I'm like, what the heck else is gonna happen? And um, I've already read half this dang book, <laughs> and all this crap has happened. And now, which, and I didn't see this stuff coming because I'm not good at seeing things coming either. But uh, she did. She ended up doing an amazing job with pulling me through it. So right. I was, um, I was, I was very happy that I kept reading. Not that I had a choice to not keep reading, but. Yeah. It like the plot, like the pace like skyrocketed after mm -hmm. a particular point. Right. And then I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So so I I don't want to spoil this for mm -hmm. people because I feel like I felt like there's there's to me the ending was incredibly satisfying. I really love how things are wrapped up. Yeah. Don't. No. Well Well, you do, but you don't. I do. I loved like let's say eighty eight percent of the ending. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a forward. Before daring at each other in yeah. our eyeballs, like, hmm. I'm casting magic at her right now. <laughs> Four doorway book. What do you mean? So what that means is that um, that that's using Nancy Pearl's doorways. So um, uh, plot or story, setting. Um, character and um, language and language. Mm -hmm. Yes, which I also, which you had made a note about. And mm. so, thank you for giving me the other door. So I think this one um, really does that. And so, your what was your what was your thought uh, on the language? There was a so it's it's written very well. And oh my god, I could just picture. I guess it's a setting, <laughs> but. Okay, for setting, then I can just I can picture so much about what she was doing. Yeah. It was really really cool, and mm -hmm. I and I don't see myself as like a super imaginative person, and so that was really it was really nice. I could really picture like the mm -hmm. colors and the smells and everything. Yeah, but and the way they worked the magic, yes, like, that was incredible. Mm -hmm. Like and different. I loved the language around the magic, mm -hmm. and I loved how. She she, conceived she described of the it. Magic yeah, habit. exactly. Yeah, which we won't really tell you in detail yeah. about. Uh, but there were some phrases where it kind of seemed like the book was either like in translation and not quite translated into the order in which we would usually use words, um, or it was like kind of trying to be old fashioned y. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to be able to think of. 
I think that's what I liked about it. You did? Well, it wasn't as often enough, I think. Oh, okay. It was like every time it would be like, oh, I can't think of anything. But um, it would be kind of jarring to me. But it's also, I don't read deep historical. See, I wonder if that's what made me, I mean, the part part of what made me feel like it had that, that... Fairy tale or folklore mm-hmm. kind of feeling, yeah. like it had been translated. Maybe I kind of um, wish that it was either harder, right? Went harder or went because it wasn't very. <laughs> that's fair enough. I mean, it's not. She didn't explicitly say we're in Poland, right? But but I oh I did love that like yeah. that you could just hear like, like the sound of the folk show. We're in Poland, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like in the 1700s, right? Because there was a thing where it was talking about, like, the 1500s and... I don't know. I and that was, like, 200 like years I ago. Didn't. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was, like, a land before we are now, but land I, before didn't, time. I did not know where we were necessarily. Maybe you even said that. But, um... But yeah, I, it did feel so fairy tale. It was, yeah. Yeah. And I really... I, really, I loved that. Um, we'll see how we'll see how we can approach it with so Nieshka and Kazia like mm-hmm. they grow up together. Uh-huh. Um, they're running wild in these woods or whatever. And she's and like the like Kazia is like the perfect like she can cook and clean and she's beautiful and all these different things and so they think like she's a shoe in for the dragon to right. take. And also the dragon is just a dude. Yeah, it's just a dude. The dragon's not a dragon. No, just, just a so dude. I didn't just the wizard. Yeah. Um, a dude, a wizard dude, wizard dude, <laughs> wizard dude. So, um, so yeah, no, I I liked that. I mean, it was very clear, like, um, you know, Nieshka's, uh, like obviously, like goes out into the. I mean, I love the description, and then it like becomes. I almost wanted to just go back and reread it because, you know, the descriptions of her just being out in the, you know, she's not in the corrupted wood, mm-hmm. you know, but she's, she's in, in the like the little the forest, forest area around mm-hmm. her house and she's constantly filthy and dirty and and brambles grab her and she's tangled in mm-hmm. and she And you uh, think she's just like freaking awkward. Right. And she always but she always comes back with like little gifts from the forest and so, you know, what you find out is that you know, that that is how I mean people People kind of knew that she had a little magic in her mm-hmm. from that, but she didn't know. Mm-hmm. She had no idea. No, she was um, like, like they, like she would bring back berries out of season and yeah. things like that. Um, but nobody, I don't know if it just it wasn't really described that like if no one just really put it together or mm-hmm. they thought like that oh, was just a little a blip of magic, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Um, and again, that's I just love how magic is described. It's like. It doesn't. This doesn't seem weird or out of place for people to yeah randomly just have just magic have yeah and um mm. it doesn't I seem do. like women have it as much but and I love that she's connected to Baba Yaga uh-huh. and you know that the fairy tale or the the folklore of Baba Yaga yeah um, there's a nice like there. like not matriarchal but like sort of a female magic lineage sort of thing going Absolutely. on too which I really really like. Yeah. I mean it's very you can like the like women's magic the way women are portrayed as doing magic in this book and the way the the male wizards are portrayed it's very different in some ways. And I could see people maybe taking issue with that as like sort of an essentialist mm-hmm. sort because of, you know it's like although nature versus you know Yeah. What's what's the name of the one though who there's Oh Oh, yeah, there Al- is the wizard at who Alosha. Yeah. I love her. She's yeah. a blacksmith or right. a metalsmith of some right. sort. Yeah. So she's not, although she is working with some elemental magic and controlling things that come of the earth. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but she's also... She's a kick butt. She's, yeah. Um, so there were lots of... My chair is squeaking chair is so much. I was trying to it sounds like your bones still. are creaking out. Uh, so I think this is a... Well, I think this definitely passed the Bechdel test like a bazillion times. Yes. Um, but I think that I liked how... In different stories, like, she would just use she or her, like, she would use feminine pronouns as, like, which, I don't know if she was just describing a doctor or doing whatever. Like, uh-huh. things that probably weren't happening in traditional old fairy tales. So, it's, it's like, the fairy tale feeling, but with, you know, right. a, a, a more, like, contemporary and feminist and woman-friendly right. slant, which is really cool. And, yeah, like, the metalsmith is this... I'm going to say bad, but uh, black woman. And um, there's a lot of ways, a lot of little times when when the women just don't take any crap from the men. And Mm -hmm. there's there's one part. This is not a spoiler, but like so Cassia, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. There's this dude and he calls her like my little deer or something like that. And she goes, I am not your little deer. And then and I was just like, yeah, (laughs) for you. So, yeah, it's. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I know that people say, I mean, people are like, that's not exact, that's not how women acted at that time. And I think, you know what? I don't Uh, believe that. uh, It wasn't real freaking magic. Right. But also, but also I'm saying like, I think women. No, there were. There always have been women who have said no. Yeah, not exactly. Gonna, not yeah, I mean, it. that just, just because, I mean. They were we, probably ousted by society. Right. But yeah. Or, right. Or considered quirky or whatever. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't change just, be, you know, I mean, women are like that now and we still live in a patriarchy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that right. individual women who are strong necessarily mean. It's not historically inaccurate. Right. Doesn't mean that, yeah, it's not right. historically inaccurate. Yeah. It's just that we've only listened to one part of right. the stories. So anyway, I'm. I love this story. I love. Let's. Do you I, want to talk about the dragon? Because I think you had some feelings. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's this curmudgeonly old dude. I mean, not old. He looks young, but he's like a hundred and whatever the billion yeah. years old. But he looks like he's the same age as Kas- uh-huh. uh, Mieszka. Yeah, and he's um, scowly, you know, and like he just always at the beginning is like, mm, why do you have to be such an idiot? Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then. And then there's love. Right. There is some... Well, again, yeah, there's don't want to spoil. No, don't want to spoil. But, but there is there is a connection between mm, them. A magical connection. A magical. Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, like, yeah. So, like, they... Um, because he's teaching her and because they're working magic together, like... And they are working magic they, together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, don't... Don't think that the whole novel is filled with that. No, but that was surprising. Yeah, like, this that, is not was a kid's... This is not a kid's book. No. In some place. Like, I would say that this, you know, older teens and up. Yeah. It, but it um, but I was I, I was surprised that it took that turn. Mm-hmm. But then also not. Because Nieszka... I think I was just disappointed. Nieszka's also... She's a 17-year-old girl. I know. You know what I mean? Like I know. but And and they did do a really good job of... He was not even in parts... Like, huge parts right. of the novel. And she's just, like, kicking butt on her own and figuring stuff out yeah. on her own. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just mad at myself for also being a romantic. And so, like, being sort of satisfied by that, but also being like, why can't I? Why? why? I don't know. Why? Here's the question. Mm -hmm. Why does why does a woman character have to end up 
not in a loving relationship with another person for it to be a successfully feminist. She doesn't. Novel. I don't like how he it's kind of like Beauty and the Beast to me a little bit. Like he mm-hmm. isn't very nice to her on the surface, you know. Mm-hmm. And so not at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And even at, but even toward the end, yeah. He just rolls his eyes at her a lot and I don't necessarily see, besides him being, like, handsome and magical, um, I don't see the appeal. And she even kind of, like, points out some mm-hmm. unappealing factors about him. Yeah. That's that's maybe the part well, that disappoints me. Right. I mean, if you flip it over, like, what is it, what about her? I mean, she's not described as being beautiful in any way. No, she's freaking awesome. Um, yeah, but she's awesome. But she's got a good heart. But he's she awesome helps in the sense that he's a wizard. You know what I mean? But yes, her no, awesomeness no, she's is more, like. She's more awesome than Well, him, yes. yes. Her awesomeness, Obviously. though, is like from like this place of like deep love and good and and. He mm-hmm. just seems kind of more. I don't know. I don't. Well, I just don't think he's good enough for her. That's all. <laughs> I just think if you are a wizard trapped in a tower. Yeah, but are you trapped? For, oh, 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 thing. I mean, he does, but he is because he's mm-hmm. there. You know, yeah. holding back the wood, and you're there just by yourself. You know, forever. Just, just trapping just, ladies. Just working these spells and kidnapping ladies. You know, I to, know, I know. I, to he be just, your servant, you know what I mean? And he and he never touched them. Like, it was, no, was right, never absolutely, anything inappropriate. Um, he really and he just, did have a good reason for that. he the, did have a, yeah, it turns out there was actually a good reason why he needed to I do know. that. I just, um, he looked, you know what? Okay. He was like Jess from Gilmore Girls, who I <laughs> yes. loved in right. high school. Mm-hmm. And now watching Gilmore Girls, I'm like, Really? That turd, yeah, he's got, like, good qualities, and he's <sighs> a genuinely kind and smart person, mm-hmm. but... We're talking about Jess, right? Jess. Okay. Yeah. But he... But he's, he's always not, a crap ass. Yeah, he's not, like, working to, like, be a nice... But this is what it is. It's the dragon is Jess from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I will say, when I... It's hard, like, once I finished the novel, it was hard to go back and try to recapture exactly how I felt at the beginning because I was, mm. I, I had that I know, same I was feeling. Like, I was like, you. I was like, mm, this dude is a kind of a jerk. Mm-hmm. There better not, it better Maybe not Maybe he didn't redeem himself way. enough to me. He obviously uh-huh. did to her redeem himself, but. Right. But also, oh, can I don't know if we can talk about it. Just, just <laughs> her, her nature oh my God. as a person. Yeah. Her is to nature, pun intended. I know her nature is to see the good, just and to like be able to like I d- heal that. I know, but isn't that sort of a trope though that you take this it is. crabby it is a trope. man and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it also, I mean, I think it can be a trope both ways. It's right. just more typically the woman is doing all this emotional labor mm-hmm. to fix, and she does the man. like. Sh- the and she does save herself, and she, you know, her friend saves her. Like, it's there's so many ways in which there's not tropes in right. this book. And you pointed out their friendship, I loved it. Yeah, like, I love their friendship. the stuff that happens to Cassia is that is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay, I believe so. Okay, um, makes her strong, like this, like it's like the, the stuff that. Literally, it's kind of like a literally what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. And so, and that was just really neat. Not giving awesome. any details, but yeah. Um, and then there's this this part of it. The summoning is is a big spell that's or a working that's used. Um, and the power of it is basically to show total truth 
um, and bearing like your deepest, most unpleasant, mm -hmm. you know, jealous um, thoughts and stuff like that and resentful thoughts and stuff like that. Um, and, and I love that that was what like created the light, you know, like you work through that as mm -hmm. as people and then right. and then you find the truth. It's just yeah. it was like oh, great. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. there were little there were little like twists and turns, things mm -hmm. you didn't expect to happen. Mm -hmm. Things yeah. or things you ex thought you were about mm -hmm. to expect and that didn't have the thing mm -hmm. didn't happen. So um I just I mean like you, like you said, I'm not a, I'm not typically a fantasy reader. Although I love Game of Thrones, right? And I don't. And I yeah, I loved I loved the world love building. Outlander. And I love, yes, and I love Outlander, which is not a fantasy book, but there are fantasy elements. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no. I think maybe you do like fantasy. <laughs> My mind is being blown right now. I, maybe I do. I mean, I don't. I say that about. I don't. I don't, I don't I, like. Don't I be this. like. I don't know. If I, I know. like science fiction. And oh, that's like, how I was. I don't like, like short stories. Wait, well, here's all the short <laughs> stories so, that I like. Yeah. So no, that's, what, we don't know ourselves. We, we are, need to do the summoning and get some truth we, out of our actual reading. Process. Right. We are. We are having just revelation Sometimes after revelation. You need to look at the narratives you're telling yourself. <laughs> And see, are these really true? At least just about books, not anything else. Yeah. You don't have the to look too deep. <laughs> you don't have to do any summoning on yourself. <laughs> That's not true. You do. Mm, I start think, with books. Yeah, but the, but books are a great way mm -hmm. to sort of learn. Obviously, yeah, learn about yeah. things you did not know about yourself. I know it's beautiful because I am. I am for this book, uh -huh. and I really think I may think it would make a great. Book club book, Which obviously. We have it in a book club bag. We do have it in a book club in a bag. No, I'm, I would like I to have my it. book clubs. Mm-hmm. After you're pinching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> after I pinched it, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I know I really liked it. And I think, like, if your book club is open at all to to looking at genre, this is mm -hmm. a great way for you to go. Yeah. And she uh, has a new book that's coming out, like, The Silver sword or something like that? Silver spinning? I'm on hold for it. I yeah, know that. I don't <laughs> think it's... Maybe it's spinning silver? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I don't think... It's not like a follow-up to this at all, because um, this just wraps up pretty well. Um, no, but I think, I think it's, it's a similar a, style, it, and I think it's a retelling of Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin, that's right. right. Yeah. I, I'm in my brain, I always think... Silver Stiltskins. It is. I'm super interested in this, and I also am like, when I read it, I felt like there was like some... Jewish undertones to to the story, Sweet. like when I read the, and so I'm I'm interested to know if I'm just reading that into it or if she actually meant to put that in there. She's Polish. Well, that doesn't mean anything. she could be. She possibly, I mean, anybody could be Jewish. So I don't know, but she. She's walking I mean, around. But I'm interested. I'm interested to to know if that was like yeah, like if, if that's what you're reading into it. Uh -huh. um, I mean, the main character has a Jewish, typically Jewish name. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, and the, they're doing a profession that was sort of mm -hmm. forced on Jews. Um, sounds, so, sounds Jewy to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm interested. So well, then, let's, um, well, then let's interview her. I wish. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Golda. Does anyone know, does anyone know who, who represents Naomi Novik? I can, hey, maybe, yeah. Why not? At me. I would love to talk to her. And she, I mean, but I'm just would be also be intimidated. Because, yeah, no, like, she's really you know, freaking like smart. Like Dara Horn and, you know, like Bethann Fennelly. We've interviewed 
these two authors who are such genii. Thinking smart. Mm -hmm. Um, But so, yeah, she does. So what can you remember? Can you remember the Mm -hmm. other cool things that she does? Like. Uh, well, I can remember by looking in the back of the book here. It looks like what I'm thinking is that she. Oh, it does say Agnieszka. Uh Uh-huh. Why didn't I read that? Okay. All right. I don't know. She, uh, yeah, will um, t- uh, talk amongst yourselves for a moment. <laughs> Everybody here. talk amongst yourselves. Um, and go. She won the John W. Campbell Award for Best New Writer, the Compton Crick Award for first Best First Novel, Locus Award for first Best First Novel. I can't read those things. Um, she is this book won the nebula yeah and she's a founding board member of the organization for transformative works which is a nonprofit org dedicated to protecting the fair use rights of fan creators and is a fanfic writer and a fan vitter and one of the architects of the open source thingy uh, archive of our own no she's just brilliant yep. and she mm-hmm. has five computers <laughs> Five computers. She's uh, at least. Yeah. No. She's she's a yeah. really good writer, and then also um, smart in many other ways. Yeah. Her brain works in magnificent, magnificent ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think we've, I think we've talked this through without spoiling too much. Without spoiling too much. I mean, there are some really cool things that happen that I would like to be surprises for you, mm-hmm. but I do want you to, to just know that this is just. Just beautiful. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thrill ride <laughs> of magic. Mm-hmm. Yes, and a smidge, a smidgy smidge of love uh-huh. and friendship. Uh, yes, lots of friendship. Lots of friendship. Um, if you've read this and you like it, uh, or don't like it, come come at us. Whatever in the comments. At, at me. At, at us. <laughs> this oh, is going to be just, just a running joke every, yeah. every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, seriously, we've Let been getting yeah we've uh, we've gotten a few comments from folks, and it like literally it brightens our day. Makes our makes kind of makes my whole week. Mm-hmm. Honestly, absolutely. So make our week. All right. Awesome. Well, we can't always be reading. We can't. We've swapped sides. Um, yeah, I think we can't always be reading. I know that's for sure. and Or listening, mm. because that's, yeah. I mean, so I go through periods, you're going through a period where you're really listening to mm-hmm. a lot of your books instead of mm-hmm. reading. Um, and this is actually a good time of year to listen, because you're out. This mm-hmm. is tangential to what I'm about to say. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, all right. So I... We've, but it's been cold. It's been mm-hmm. cold. It's been gross. <laughs> no, it's then all of a sudden we got some heck? rain and it's like 90. summer. Yeah. So um, my yard is like, oh, yeah. what up, guys? You've got all that mint and everything. It just my whole yard has just like gone bam. That's awesome. So I helped Kevin mowed the other morning and then like looked out in the evening and he was just like. Oh, because he was like, I can literally see the grass growing <laughs> as I'm standing here. So um, anyway, we have we when we bought this house, the people before us did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. I might have even mm-hmm. talked about this oh, before. They've done a wonderful job of like planting all of these like plants that, that pollinators will love, mm-hmm. and everything comes up at like different um, times. At different it's times, like, oh, and there's yeah. always something blooming. But, like a symphony. Right. But we've been there two years now, and a lot of these are perennials. And so what that means is 
we need to like weed some things. Like we need to mm. to thin things out mm. and and pinch thing pinch things back. Actually pinching <laughs> actually pinching this time, and do just do the things that mm. gardeners know how to do. Yeah. The problem is is we don't know how to do that. Let's stuff. Have, oh, we need to find. And it's too bad I don't work in a library where I can get right? a million gardening books. No, I know. But the thing, but then when I sit down to read the gardening book, I feel like I should actually be out gardening because I'm wasting time. Yeah. Because the and like, then I just like, have I can't weekends. Really do this. Just start yeah. pinching things. Just I just need to get out there. So anyway, I'm just I walked out and I I live in a place where um, I it's think fancy. a lot of folks are retired mm-hmm. who live around me. Honestly, oh, and they have got tons of time and they've got time and they mm-hmm. spend time. And so I walk out and I'm just like, it doesn't look. But they're probably they're probably like these young whippersnappers. They take care of their yard. Oh God, get get pull those dandelions, you guys. So or whatever, thin those out. So I'm just I'm I did actually. Maybe you should call Ruby. Get some card. I should. I should. I mean, it's not like there are. There's Ruby does listen to our podcast. Ruby, help. Rubes, I need help. (laughs) I will. I will will make you something delicious. I'll I'll get you a beer. Um, A delicious beer. A delicious beer. But so I'm. You know, we're working on being good. Like we just do just enough Mm -hmm. to not. That's my motto. To not look like we are complete, like horrible people. Mm -hmm. But it's. I'm hoping this weekend. This is my whole point on all this. This is. I'm hoping this weekend that we can get out there and sort of get ahead of things, Mm. and trim things back, and just give ourselves a little bit of like uh, room for things to grow Mm -hmm. and not go crazy. So, um, but while I do that, I am for sure going to be listening to some audiobooks. Mm, Good because maybe just yeah maybe well it's not on anyway. Anyways, I'm going to be listening to some. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this weekend, I don't know when this is going out. So, yeah, this is either the past or the future Time for quick. you. Uh, it's Mother's Day, which is always like a weird day. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have big expectations in terms of like <laughs> gift good. giving. That's probably good. Right. It is a good thing. Um, my kids all have jobs now, so they like always give me some little thing, which, and it's always something I really love. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I'm a simple woman of simple needs. Simple needs. Uh, but it's always a weird, like, I feel like everybody's pumped it up and, like, some mm-hmm. amazing thing is supposed to happen. And no. and I don't, you know, I haven't lived near my mom. Like, mm-hmm. so there's no, like, let's all let's get together for brunch right. or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's just not a thing. Yeah. I know. She's I, living like a nomad right now. I so th- yeah, I can't send her, like, actual items because she doesn't have room to put anything anywhere i feel like uh, this is probably a corporate thing it's probably hallmark has built it up and then it makes you feel like a failure and then you buy more cards but you can fight through that just just weed your garden that's all you need to do (laughs) i used to feel a little bit superior because mother's day was before father's day Mm -hmm. and so you know when i would not get anything (laughs) for mother's day from my husband, who loves me every day, he re- reassures me. Yeah, does not. <laughs> no, I don't need to show you appreciation on just this one uh, day because uh-huh. I love you every day. Which actually, that is, listeners, yeah, is actually yeah. true. No, I get does. hot coffee delivered to my bedside every morning <sighs> while I'm, I'm still asleep. So, I know. Um, but someone's gonna smack you. But then on, but then I, then I, I, I love you every day, and I got you a present. <laughs> Oh, you want to win. <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah. No, I understand. I do want to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm the winner. 
Okay. So, anyways, that's awesome. Let's let me go out on that petty note. (laughs) On that pettiness, Um, petty officer Polly reporting for duty. So, what I did was I watched Queer Eye finally. Um, The new finally, like I feel like finally now. I mean, it's only been out for like what three months? Did it come out in January? But But it feels like a finally. I watched it immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's only six episodes, which I did not know going into it, and I felt like. When you're eating this bag of chips and you reach your hand in and you didn't realize that you had already eaten the last chip and then you're just grasping around, there's not even any crumbs and you're just like, no. That's how I felt at the end of the last. You're unsatisfied because you need more. And I didn't. This is nice. This is a nice what is for the whole bag of chips. Like I was not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I cried. Who's your fave? (laughs) Oh. I think it's. I don't know. Who's the hottest? Karama. But who's my fave? Um, you know who annoyed the crap out of me at first? Who? Um, the hair dude. The guy who does the hair. Jonathan. Yeah. And then I ended up loving him. Yeah. I don't think I want to actually hang out he's with him. He's like, he would make me so tired. Yes. But he's hilarious. He's just a, like, life times a billion. Yeah, he really is. Like, oh, so out there. I mean, he's a character of mm-hmm. a character mm-hmm. of... Of a character. And he does a good job. Yeah. He always does a great job. Everybody looks great. I mean, but he's just so like, what? Uh-huh. You know. I love them all. I love Tam. them all. Tam. Oh. Tam is my man. T- yeah. Yeah. I love him. Oh. I love him. Yeah. He's just, he's the purest, pure heart. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves you and he wants you to look amazing. I really feel like they all love him. They do. They do. This is a very emotional show. But he just is, he's never, I haven't heard him say, well, maybe I don't know. But he's just, you know, he's not real snarky Mm -mm. and he's very. He's not petty. He's not petty. Maybe he would teach me to be a better person. (laughs) I really need to, to, I need Queer Eye to come and. Make you be less of a petty person. No. (laughs) We wouldn't, we wouldn't have so much fun. Make me over and, and teach me to be kinder. No. But I love, so at the, in the very first episode, they talk about like the previous iteration, the first iteration of the show was about tolerance. And they're like, now this is about acceptance. Right. And like, there is a very dramatic shift because they're just being, Mm -hmm. we're here, we're queer, get over it, which is awesome. And oh, it's not like so oh, I love. Yeah. I mean, I want to, I'm, I'm going to go home and watch it. I know. I know. I, oh, I yeah. loved him. I like, he reminded me of not quite my dad. My dad is not, well, very similar. The men are just, they like ways. jump into bed with the, with the guys. Like yeah. they're just, they're silly. Like the guys make these straight men just so silly. Yeah. Like, they make them just open up and are just, like, right. less rigid and terrified of not being, you know, masculine, masculine. enough or what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's yeah. really wonderful. But I, I loved, I mean, like, the, why am I blanking on his name? It's the first guy's name. Tom? Steve? Bill? <laughs> that dude. Jeffrey? Anyway, he, the first episode. Mike? It was so great. And and he, Damn. it was so great because he was still, like, he was still, like, his self, same uh-huh. old self. Uh-huh. And he absolutely embraced like that self care mm-hmm. and yeah. being vulnerable and you in some really ways. Think that of any no, right. And it doesn't doesn't make him less of who he is. Mm-hmm. It just expands. No, and it's actually why people love him. Yeah. yeah. And he was just you know, and those those horrible margaritas weren't they made with what? Mountain Dew at the yeah, end? Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I think that was a different guy. No. <laughs> 
Oh, was that a corona? Wait, what was? Anyway, yes, we'll look oh, up the margarita. So now we're gonna have to watch it. Mm -hmm. But um, but that Mountain Dew, by Mountain the way, Dew. Oh, last yeah. episode, no, so good. Thumbs down. She thumbs downs it. Yeah, I just had some yesterday. Okay. Uh, anyway, also, I think that I might be done with TV for a while though. Because I feel like maybe my You've neighbors, my downstairs years. neighbors, bless their hearts, hello, if you're listening, um, got patio furniture. Mm -hmm. And so, and they said that I can use it. And so I sit outside with the dog and I listen to a book or space Aww. out and think if this is a nice, what is? Um, <laughs> That's really nice. It is really nice if this isn't like nice. What is? Patio furniture? Yeah. All of it. They're really nice. cool. All like of it's the nice. the whole thing. If it isn't. What, what is? is? I don't know. Anyway. Um... That's pretty much what what I've got going on. Uh, All right. But I will tell you real quick what's happening at LPL. Uh, Thursday, May 24th, 7 p.m., Liberty Hall. Uh, it's a free talk from Dr. J. Drew Lanham. Uh, we've mentioned this before. He's a conservation ornithologist, a naturalist, and a distinguished professor at Clemson. Um, this is a big deal. Uh, come early and uh and grab a seat um again at liberty hall we'll put all the details uh but it should be really awesome i think he's, it's gonna be incredible yeah, he's talking about birding while black mm -hmm. and um and yes yeah, so we've got tons of information um excited about that also just hot off the presses we have a, a circulating board game collection now which is so cool so we got modern games classic board games all sorts of board games. I walked past. There's like an enormous amount of them. It looks really cool. Um, there's kids, adults, teens, family ones. We've got strategy ones, role-playing games, card games, popular classics. Um, it looks really awesome. I'm not, I'm admittedly not a board game person, but it looks really, really cool. Yeah, I think we I got, think, I think we've got some really good ones. Like if you've got so. out of town guests coming in mm -hmm. or whatever, uh, like this just seems like such a good, a right. good idea and your kids are out of school and, mm -hmm. um, Well, I yeah. mean, and some board games are <clears throat> you know, pretty pricey. Like there's, especially oh, some of the new yeah. ones They're that like are, 50 something right, bucks. Like, very, that are very involved in stuff. So uh -huh. this is a great way to like get it. Try it out, mm -hmm. learn the rules, play it with your family, and see is this something that we love and yeah. that we would play or often. Or you want to get it as a gift someday for right. someone else because you can like vouch for it. Yeah, it's um, you get one game per library card uh, at a time. Although if you've got kids, you can just use their library right. cards. Right. Uh, two oh. week checkout. Sorry, um, two week checkout and can and they can be renewed if there's no holds. But I'm gonna guess there's gonna be holds for a while. So yeah, I know uh, Hillsboro does this. They oh, check cool. out And they're uh, Hillsboro in Oregon, and their games are constantly checked out. So That's awesome. You know, get on hold for That's for so your exciting. favorite. Mm -hmm. But if you get down here today, they'll be here for you. Yeah. Well, today, yesterday. Oh. <laughs> one <laughs> time quake. Okay. I'll never get used to this. <laughs> All right, time traveling. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later and earlier. <laughs> later and earlier. Happy reading. Happy reading. That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Kinn and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.